Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another new episode of the Define University podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to dive into almost a part two, if you will, a continuation from last week's conversation. So if you haven't listened yet, last week's topic was all about resiliency or this understanding of how, as an educator, can I keep showing up in the face of adversity when I'm faced with challenges and how do I keep bouncing forward? How do I remain resilient? And again, if you haven't listened, go check that one out. But I'm going to give you a real quick kind of two second synopsis. And that is we've got to anchor into our own self-awareness, our own self-acceptance of who we are. And, and those of you listening, that probably, hopefully, does not sound too far out of the realm of what Define You is all about, right? Because at Define You, we know that as educators, we get to, we get to define who we are from within, and then we get to let that shine for everyone that we interact with, our students, our parents, our own families, our colleagues, our administrators, our leadership, anybody and everybody, it does not matter. See, that's the beauty of of looking within is you now only have one spot to look, right? So in the past, when I tried to be somebody different or I tried to show up differently for everybody that I interacted with, well, that's a lot of people in a given day. And now when I show up for me, when I show up for Lindsay, for who I am and I look within, well, that's now one person that I get to show up for. That's one person I get to define who I am for. And then I get to show up for everybody else. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And that's what we talked about last week in, in that episode. Well, what often comes up, though, and what I hear from so many educators is, OK, Lindsay, I've looked within. I'm learning to unpack the beliefs. I'm learning to break down these, these you know, thoughts but then this, this five-letter word creeps in, and that word is doubt. And oh man, have I been there. Trust me, I have been there. Doubt was my best friend for so many years. And I, I've done some simple things. I've done some, you know, a little bit more complex work. Although I will say nothing that I do is too complex because I fully believe I have a standard that I live by that if it's hard, it's, we're not, we're not going to do it. And so I know for me, if it's complex, if I don't understand something, I'm going to give up. And so I already know that about myself. So one of the steps I, I innately do is I make things simple. I break it down to the simplest components because I am more likely to then do it. I'm more, it's easier for me to do it than not to. And that is such a key strategy when it comes to working with our students that are demonstrating challenging behavior as well. If what you are asking them to do takes more effort, more energy than what they're already doing, guess what? They're not going to do our 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 suggestion, I guess, if you will, um, until it's easier for them and it meets that same, it solves that same problem. 
So we have to break it down. We've got to break it down into those simple components. But let's get back to let's get back to this episode. I think I can always innately tie in behavior because that's one of my true passions, right? That's why I think this intersection of mindset and behavior is so critical. Because in order to work with and teach students with challenging behavior, I have to be willing to ask myself, what am I willing to change? Well, if I'm changing something, then I have to then recognize doubt might creep in because I'm going to be doing something differently. So if you work with challenging students, if you coach students or teachers that that are faced with challenging behavior, this episode is really geared to you. But even if you don't, I think every I have yet to meet somebody that has not had doubt creep into their life. And so what we're going to talk about today is how do we overcome doubt in three simple steps. Sound good? All right, let's jump into step number one. All right, so what do we do first? Well, in all honesty, again, we're keeping it simple here. You've got to decide, and I mean fully decide, like 100% that you want to ditch the doubt, that you are ready to say, see you later, I don't want you a part of my life anymore. See, doubt, I believe, it's one of those emotions that the more we allow it to stay, The more we allow it to fester in that brain of ours, the more it wants to stay. It feels comfortable staying. And that was me for years. I didn't like doubt. I hated it. But it was easier to handle doubt because doubt was a comfort for me. It was like like a comfort food, a comfort emotion, if you will. And so losing the doubt, ditching the doubt was even more uncomfortable than handling the doubt. And so I held on to it and I held on to it so tight and my confidence, my ability to believe in who I was, man, it just got smaller and smaller and smaller because as my doubt got bigger and bigger and bigger, well, naturally as something increases, something always decreases. And so as my doubt grew, my self-concept, my self-awareness, my my ability to be resilient, what we talked about last episode, went downhill. So what I had to do is I had to make a decision and I had to decide and commit to that decision that I was ditching doubt for good. Michael Singer, who is the author of um, The Tethered Soul, he talks about that we have this inner critic, this inner roommate that lives in our thoughts, right? And doubt, doubt was my roommate for a really, really long time. It was like this constant tug of war going on in my head between thoughts like, I really want to do this. I want to achieve that goal. I want to move forward. But then at the same time, I'm having these thoughts of, but could I really do that? I could never do that. What am I even thinking? Right? And so you have this tug of war going back and forth and eventually doubt won every single time. And you want to know who likes to show up when doubt is around? guilt. (laughs) They are like best friends. So now on top of doubting who I was, doubting my abilities, I now had guilt to add to that. And so this is what it looked like when I was in the classroom. These are the thoughts that I was having. Can I meet all of these students' needs? How can I possibly manage these intense behaviors? What was I even thinking accepting this job? I can't do this. You know, and then guilt comes in. Man, these students' parents are counting on me. I'm letting everybody down. How have I not figured this out yet? I went to school to be a teacher, and now I'm thinking about leaving the classroom. What does that say about me? I really should be spending more time in my classroom, and then I'll figure it out. If you would have just spent more time at work, you'd have this figured out by now. And the list goes on and on and on. Sound familiar? 
right? The only way to drop that tug of war rope once and for all is to commit to dropping the rope. Don't pick it up. Don't take that stance. Don't start pulling. Drop the rope and commit to living a life free of doubt and guilt. And trade, here's, for those of you that are like, but what do I do instead? Well, we're going to trade them in for trust in who you are. So again, we make that connection back to true, pure self-acceptance. I love who I am, where I am, with what I have right here, right now. And I'm going to trust in who I am. Okay, so we've made the commitment. We're saying once and for all, doubt is gone. Okay, now what do we do next? Well, next, we're going to trust in who you are. And knowing that trust in who you are comes from knowing who you are. Now, that in and of itself could be an entire podcast episode. Heck, it's, it, it could be a series because it's an entire course <laughs> that I teach through Define You. Ignite Your Legacy is that course. It is 12 weeks jam-packed of the inner work, of the mindset, the language, and the actions to take to connect within so you can trust who you are and show up as you are so you can connect and you can connect with your students, your parents, your families, etc. So if you're interested in that, little side note, that will be relaunching in the spring, spring of 2021. So get ready. But let's let's hit on some of the little points today. So for today's show, let's figure out how do we trust in who I am, which really means knowing who I am. Who am I? What do I stand for? What are my values? What are my standards? What are some non-negotiables for my life? So I'm going to share with you three examples that are standards for me so you can start really thinking about what are some standards that I can trust in that no matter what, I commit to these because they're non-negotiable. See, that, that nature alone means we don't give up. We don't, we don't even think twice because they have become so ingrained in us that if I don't do it, well, it, it just doesn't even feel, it, it's like not real because it's not, it, it has to be a part of me because it's, again, it's, it's a standard. It's a value that I live by. So the first one is that I serve myself before I serve others, which means my morning routine is my non-negotiable. So it means I prioritize me, myself, before everything and everyone else. Why? Well, because when I serve myself, I serve others so much greater, right? It's the oxygen mask theory, but in action every single day. Every single day, I put on my mask before I help others put on their masks. And see, what happened just about two years ago is I was helping everybody else put their masks on. My husband, my daughter, the people I was working with, my students in my classrooms. But never, I was never taking a break. I was never pausing to even give myself a little oxygen boost, let alone putting the mask on. Well, fast forward to now, and I spend time every single day putting my mask on. And when my mask is on, I can show up for everyone else with energy that lasts me through the day, with excitement and passion. And so when we look at standards, we look at what do I believe to be true? Well, I believe that I serve myself before others. And that action then, that's going to vary depending on the day on what my body needs, on what my mind, what my soul needs. Now, most of the time, sure, it involves some form of gratitude, goals, and reading. But in all honesty, sometimes it's sleeping an extra hour and it's meditating. 
Other mornings, it might look like stretching or sitting in silence. And that's the, that's the amazing beauty of this is that the how can change, but it's the why that remains the same. And so often, I think we get so held up by the how and the what, right? How will I do it? What's it going to look like? And remember, what is this whole episode about? It's about doubt. See, if I can't answer those questions, the how and the what, doubt naturally kicks in, right? It does, unless we trust. Trust in the why. Trust in those standards. Trust in the process. And the doubt, it has no business being there. And if it does surface, here's the key. Because it will. Let's be real, right? We are humans. You get to quickly squash it by owning the moment you are in. You get to say, hey, doubt, I see you. I see you loud and clear, but guess what? (laughs) Doubt and guilt, you're not welcome here anymore. I don't, you're not welcome. This is not a part of me anymore, so see you later. I'm trusting in who I am. And yeah, you better believe I have these conversations with myself. So if you start listening to this podcast and you start talking to yourself, you're welcome. (laughs) Because that's how we figure this out right? In order to get out of our heads, we have to get out of our heads. And it means it has to come out in some way, shape, or form, which means it's going to come out either through our voice. It's going to come out in written words. It's going to come out in our actions. So let's get it out. Process that tug of war that's going on. All right. The second standard is I focus on being over doing. Okay. And again, this took me years. So if you're like, I don't even know where to start, hang with me because this is where Practice and practicing these standards every day truly has made all the difference. See, the key is my productivity no longer defines my worth. It no longer, it it just doesn't happen. It used to, and it used to big time. I wanted to do all the things. (laughs) You feel me on that one? All the things. But when I couldn't, when I couldn't do it, I either let someone down, I let myself down. Well, guess who showed up? Doubt and guilt. And so now I don't focus on doing, I focus on being. Who do I get to be in this moment? Who do I want to be? I fill in the blank of I am someone who, and I see what what comes. I see who do I want to be in this moment? And see, so focusing on being or being, you know, here in this moment, there's no need for doubt to be present. There is no need because when my focus is on the present, there's nothing to doubt. We doubt the future, not the past and not the present moment. We don't doubt the past because we've lived it. It's certain. We know what happened. And we don't doubt this very moment because we're experiencing it right now. We doubt the future. We doubt things we have not experienced before. Well, and so instead of living in the future, I get to envision what I want my future to look like, what I want it to feel like, But then here's the part we often miss. Bring it to the present moment. How do you want to feel by the end of the day to bring in actions through your day that are going to lead you to that end result? Don't wait till the end of the day and say, I hope I'm going to feel that way. Hope is not a strategy. But what you get to do instead is I want to feel energized at the end of the day. I want to feel as energized at the end of today as I do in the morning. Well, then what are you going to do? What strategies, what action steps are you going to take throughout your day to stay energized? Are you going to drink cold water? Are you going to do some movement breaks? Are you going to do energy check-ins? What are you going to do? See, so many people, I read this in, 
in a book the other day by John Maxwell in that it's, you know, people often, they want, they want this change. They want things to change. But the question we have to really ask is, am I willing to change? Am I willing to, to change, to do things differently when doubt creeps in? Am I willing to do things differently when guilt surfaces? And if I am, great, then let's do it. And if I'm not, we're not going to stop there, but we're going to ask ourselves, why am I so afraid? What am I afraid of? So then with this, we have that second standard. I focus on being overdoing. My third standard is it only gets better. No matter what, things always get better. See, there's no other way. And I know some of you are going to want to say, but what if it gets worse? It can't. In my mind, with my mindset, I'm only moving forward. I envision myself always moving up. And so it's not even, again, it's a non-negotiable. There's no arguing the other side. If someone wants to argue that with me, I'm not, I'm not partaking in that because it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me to believe that things could get worse. It serves me to believe the truth that things keep getting better. See that to me, that means that today, if today has challenges, well, tomorrow gets to be better. See, doubt again has no power. I'm taking the power back. Doubt no longer has power over me. I own the present moment and I trust in the process of being better each and every day. So by living by those standards, which remember was the whole second <laughs> simple step. And that's what I mean. It's simple. Does it take work? Absolutely. But it's simple. What are your values? What do you value? And if you know what you do value, you also know what you don't and vice versa. If you know what you don't want, I 100% believe you do know what you do want. We just often don't focus on it. So now that we're, so here we are. We've decided that we're committing to ditching the doubt. We're going to trust in who we are. Now what do we do? Now we redefine our lives. <laughs> Did anyone just have like the, the mind blown emoji, right? Like, whoa, that's a big one. Okay, so let's break it down. All right, let's keep it simple. So for years, right, I used to see life as a series of goals. So life to me was, okay, I'm going to do this goal. And now I have another goal, right? I met a goal. Now I'm going to start a new one. But here's the key. It often, I started a new goal, often without even celebrating the success of the previous goal. It was just like goal, 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 here we go, right? But if I didn't meet the goal, then I became filled with, you guessed it, doubt and guilt. But then I would set a new goal anyway. So it was like I was on this hamster wheel because I knew, or I should, right? I should set goals, so I did. But it was like this hamster wheel of goal setting. I was just setting goals because other people were telling me to set goals. It's not a very fun way to live. I wasn't enjoying it, there was no passion. I was just doing it. And that's the, that's the issue with shouldville. If you're living in shouldville, you're not living through purpose and passion because purpose and passion is not should it's, it's your, it's choosing. You choose what you want to create. There's no should <laughs> about it. Okay. So why is that? Why did I keep setting goals one after the other, except that, that that's my way of life and that's how it's supposed to be. Well, I kind of already said it. It's because that's what we see and we hear all around us right? That's what I was taught. That's what people kept asking me. What's your goal? Where do you want to be? What's this? But what if it was different? What if it gets to be different? What if setting a goal simply just means expanding on what you're going to learn? How different is that, right? What if setting a goal isn't about anything to do with where I'm going, but it's about initiating this experience of expansion. 
And my, so my coach Marley just recently shared about this. And it's one of those things that since hearing it, I can't stop thinking about it, right? We often see what I call like the hills and the valleys, the ups and the downs of life, right? But what if, what if instead we simply viewed them as part of the process, not right or wrong, not up or down, but simply they're part of the plan. They're part of our journey. My journey, my life is meant to have the ups and the downs because otherwise it wouldn't be my life. Who says I have to sit here and agonize and critique and analyze every single thing that's happened? And what if I trust that there is meaning from it, that I will figure it out, that I will grow and learn from the experience without having to take those moments of really, you know, truly diving into it? Because when we start to dive too deep, and I am all about reflection, I am all about that daily practice, but I think sometimes what happens is we, again, we fall into shouldville even with reflecting. Well, I'm reflecting because I think I should so I can learn, And but what are we doing with what we're learning? And so when I'm talking about redefining your life, what I want you to really do, what I want you to focus on is just redefine what those ups and downs, what those twists and turns, what they mean. And instead of looking at them that way, I want you to just envision expansion. I want you to envision that, you know, whatever your eye can see, now make it ten, now make it bigger. Now expand it even more into learning opportunities. And again, I don't know that something, you know, doubt might show up, but that's okay. If we don't know something, it probably will. But remember, anything, anything that's unknown is also inviting in learning. Otherwise, if I already knew exactly what to do, which is At the surface level, what a lot of us want, I want to know what to do. Tell me what to do. Life, I can promise you this life would be boring. It would be certain we would know what to expect, but it would be so boring because we wouldn't have that growth. We wouldn't be getting better every day. We wouldn't be living into our true purpose and passion because even at 36, my purpose and passion is way beyond what I, what I thought it was going to be at 35. And I can't wait to see what it's going to be at 37. And see, that's the beauty of it. It never ends. I get to keep moving forward every single day. So what if instead we get to truly learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable? We hear that all the time, but what if we actually lived it? What if we let go of that security of knowing what to expect and we said, I'm willing to give this a shot. I'm willing to be uncomfortable because I know from that uncomfortable feeling, I'm going to learn and grow. What if that fear of the unknown, which... Guys, all that is, is doubt. (laughs) The fear of the unknown is doubt. We doubt when we don't know. And what if that doubt was a sign that you're on the right track? What if not knowing means you're going to be learning and learning means you're growing and growing means you're moving forward? So what if that gets to mean that your momentum has been ignited and off you go? How different does that feel? then I doubt who I am, so I'm going to play it small. Let's stop playing it small. Let's model for our students how we go big and how we learn through things that maybe fail and don't go our way. And we find successful moments and we celebrate those small wins. And we officially kick doubt to the curb. Because if you 100% trust in who you are, there is no room for doubt. Doubt does not have a place. So kick it to the curb. Now, if it creeps in, if we're not paying attention, it will creep in. So remember, what do we do instead? I want you to decide. I want you to commit right here, right now. I want you to commit that you are ditching the doubt. 
I want you to trust in who you are and know that that comes from knowing who you are. And I want you to redefine your life. I want you to redefine the journey that you are on. Now, I mentioned before, if you are like, this is so not possible, <laughs> where do I even begin? No one, and I'm saying it right now, no one ever said you have to do this alone. The only way I have learned to do all of this, all that I shared last week, in this episode, and in so many others, is because I have taken the leap of faith and I invested in somebody else to teach me this process. I have invested in coaches for two years now. And the fact that I now get to be a, that coach for educators today is truly amazing. And so if you are, if you are so ready for somebody to help you to truly learn this, to personalize it for you, to ditch that doubt for good, live a life full of trust in who you are. Do yourself a favor and head on over to defineuniversity.com. That's university with Y-O-U and sign up for a free discovery call. Let's get connected. All it is is a 30-minute call where you and I chat. I get to know about you, you get to know about me, and I share about the different options for coaching, for courses, and all the various content that I have available to help you with this process. You are not meant to do this alone. Please don't try. Because when you're doing it alone and you don't have that sounding board, you don't have people to connect with, you don't have someone to ask those questions to, doubt will creep in. Because remember, it goes all the way back to that inner roommate in your head, that inner critic. It's going to be there if we don't learn how to separate from it, if we don't learn how to truly drop the rope. And so head on over, sign up, let's chat, let's connect. I would love to talk with you about this. I, I am beyond passionate about this because outside of behavior strategies, this is what I was missing as a teacher. I knew the strategies. I had the books. I had the resources, but I didn't have the acceptance in who I was, the trust in who I was to officially kick that doubt to the curb and show up for my classroom. And so now that is my goal every day is yes, there are resources, there are strategies, there are so many things out there, but at the end of the day, I have to be willing to change who I am. And the moment I said, you know what, I'm going to look in and I'm going to change me so that I can effectively help other people do the same for them my life changed. And so it is truly an honor. I am so grateful that I get to share that with you here at Define You on the podcast every week as well. So that is all for this week's episode. Until next week, everyone, have an amazing week ahead and I'll see you soon.